Live, zooming it up on Facebook. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an elegant web in episode 370. My name is JJM Clark, J the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jane. As always, it is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies here with me in the Smoking Pod Studio. It's good to be back. I've been out for a few weeks, kids. I've been walking the earth. Anybody who follows me on social media may have seen me out there walking the earth, and it's been a super fun time, uh, you know, finding that inner Jedi peace and all. But I thought it was time we got techie again, and why not get techie with a bang? Ladies and gentlemen, joining me tonight, some very, very special guests, editor-in-chief of SourcePoint Press himself, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Travis McIntyre. Also, a surprise guest. Hey, you know, it's it's trickery. I spend no money on this shit. You know that. <laughs> I've hardly spent a dime since day one. It's all about sleepless nights on YouTube. Uh, the money guy, the money man, Mr. Matthew Knoll is joining us as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. Super cool uh, to have you here. That was unacceptable. That was too much praise. No, he's got like a name that says the real CEO. Oh, you're just noticing that? <laughs> I've never noticed that before. That's awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, Tervis the Terrible. I um, guess I'm, I'm going to keep in mind while he's sleeping in my guest room tonight how real of a CEO he is. <laughs> that shirt has CEO written all over it. Yeah, I mean, that's a CEO shirt right there. It's, it's WrestleMania 6. Is that really Ultimate what it Warrior. is? Hogan. Okay, that's fantastic. I thought it was just, you know, coconuts and pineapples and shit. Oh, check out the warriors shaking the ring. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm going to lay this out. This is going to start our conversation tonight, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, for anybody out there who may be uh, popping online right now, as a few people in fact are, you know what? I should be sharing this. It's the thing I always forget to do. Is uh, you know, we all got these personal pages too, and uh, I'm you know what, this is always the hard part too. They should, this is the one part of these conversations that's always difficult because at the beginning of all these podcasts now, people stop for a minute and they uh, they have to take a minute to share it all on their pages, but luckily, uh, no, 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 share on your timeline. Would that be me? I don't know. I'm going to hit it. We're going to see what happens. Okay, kids. Um, it's earlier in the year. I took 2019 off most of it. Uh, other things to do, priorities, things to straighten out. So as far as con traveling, I took 2019 off. Um, 2020 was ready to go. It was a new year, was geared up. Everything was in place, you know, all the places were organized, uh, and we had a big plan at SourcePoint. And anybody out there who's not watching, uh, I help run the shows out here in Canada. So, you know, I'm heading along and helping 
run all those operations, just so everybody understands call, the context yeah, we, here. We call it Source Point North, even though it's really more south. Yeah, in an odd way from the homeland of Michigan. It's, it's, a, it's a cool dynamic. So I'm ready to go. Very excited. We've got brand new plans. Uh, you know, it's been a few years now that Source Point has been eking into Toronto and things have gone well. Not only gone well with the fans and with the community, but uh, the talent itself. Uh, a few incredibly talented people have joined the roster over the past few years and produced some incredible stuff, not to mention Sean Daly and Ogre um, and, and a bunch of other folks. So we've gotten to that point. Too. There's a couple of yeah, new ones. Very exciting stuff. Um, so Toronto's there. We've got our foot there. We're in the big city. Name is out there. It's time to spread our wings a little bit. So we're, we're planning on Vancouver and we're planning on Calgary. Vancouver, we make it to. Okay, this is why it's great you're here, Matt, because you personally experienced this entire situation with me. So it was amazing. It was. You know what? I feel I'm gonna just do something here because I feel like there. That feels a little more. I feel like just the glare coming off my face. The shirt is enough light for everybody's screens. I'm still working in it. I need to get one of them ring lights, but it's another one of them things that's just sold out all over the internet. Um, Okay, so I got three cons in February. This year is about to start off with a bang. Took 2019 off, 2020, we're going to go across Canada. Source Point Press is going to have a northern invasion domination. Matt, you come out with me to Vancouver. Uh, that is just after I had seen you, Travis, in Michigan at Astronomicon, which was a great mm-hmm. start to the year. Yep. And then we, after Vancouver, by the way, we have our first Source Point show and a fantastic showing. We sell out. We meet some fantastic people. Um, great experience all around. Um, it, can't say enough good things about it. The people of Vancouver were so receptive and so wonderful. And, you know, it was the first time really I got to spend a weekend hanging out with Matt and getting to know him. And he's just the shiznit himself. So we had a blast. We were had supposed a great to spend a lot of weekends together. I know, right? And I was looking forward to it. So then after that comes C2E2. Things are starting to get a little bit weird. Firstly, by the fact that C2E2 is not when it usually is. It's at a weird time of year. It was very early. It was hard to deal with, but it was awesome. It was was a monster. Turned out to be a great show. Typical C2E2, but there was a vibe. There was a vibe in the air because the handshakes were starting to go away. And there was the talk of the virus, but nothing, you know, this big. And, you know, people were just being cautious as far as fist bumps. People were being real stern about doing the fist bumps. So we got to that point. And then all of a sudden, March. And it comes down like a hammer and shuts everything down. So source point as has actually been talked about and noticed a lot in the industry because I listen and I talk a lot. Um, got to make some moves, got to make a couple zigs instead of a couple zags because source point press is, you know, it's been built on the grind of the community and being out there and the creators selling themselves and their work to the community. How do you take something like that, Travis, and translate it to an online presence? Uh, well, I mean, it didn't, it it doesn't happen right away. So, you know, there's a couple of things going on right there. One is that the industry as a whole tends to slow down a bit in December and January. So, you know, there's not a lot of shows. Distribution goes down. 
people don't tend to buy comic books as gifts, so they're not big holiday sellers. I mean, some of your like blue chip stuff, you know, your absolute watchmen and things like that will always sell, but you know, nothing, not stuff we publish, certainly. So you're coming out of a downturn, you get into February, shows start back up, distribution comes in a little bit stronger, things start looking up. And then C2E2 happens and it's like, well, you know, C2E2 is still going to pull 75, 80,000 people. And I came out of that show thinking like, okay, we're probably, we're going to be okay, right? Like it wasn't any kind of major thing going on. It didn't seem different. You know, we still had our huge spot. You know, we just spent a ton of money upgrading all of our, you know, convention gear. And as you noted, conventions for us are a big deal. That's our, one of our major things, you know, we do 60, 65, 70 of them a year. So we're all over the place, multiple teams, different countries. And then by like, so C2E2 happened that Tuesday, I got on a plane food to Ireland. That next weekend. <laughs> oh, you actually weekend, went? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't until the day he got there or the day I after got there, that they it canceled, canceled the convention. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize so you next, actually went. That next weekend was, there were, uh, within that first week, four shows got canceled. Dublin Comic Con, where I already was. I actually just talked to Carl Walsh, at, who runs Dublin Comic Con today, because he was like, hey man, uh, we're rescheduled for March. I still got all the stuff you sent me for, the, for last March sitting here. So I'm like, cool, just hold on to it. You yeah. Know? Um, so I get to Ireland and all of a sudden all this starts happening. So we get three like big punches right off the bat. So within that two weeks after C2E2, South by Southwest cancels where we have a big presence and it's a big expensive show. Uh, London Book Fair, which Matt was on par for. He was talking about London, England, huge show, big money and Emerald City in Seattle where we have so, you know, same as Chicago, big 400 square feet, you know, monster. Yeah. And Toronto so, Comic Con was supposed to be then, in March. And then Toronto Comic Con, that drops. But just that first week with Dublin and then those other three, um, you know, we lost just just in, in travel costs. And, you know, we had shipped pallets out to Seattle, just in all that. And, and, and what we paid for tables, we'd lost 32 grand. It was scary, man. So that was like the first within the first four days, and I'm in a four. I'm in another country. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm in Ireland. That's country. just got your brain like, like thrown country. off into a different mode. Like, well, you're just like, I'm, you know, what are we gonna do? Um, luckily, you know, I think that the guys here um, kind of saw things more clearly than I did, and the actions that we took right away. One, we weren't sure how long it was gonna last. You know, um, but I think that there was a, a suspicion that distribution was going to get disrupted. And so that meant, you know, we make games, we make comics, we make all this stuff. And so we ended up expanding our warehouse capabilities and basically getting the distributors to send us as much of our stuff as they had. Yeah, we immediately reached out to our distribution and yanked back as much product as we could just knowing that we were going to have to self-distribute to make it through. Right. Before, I know we're going to get a little deep into the whole distribution issue, but Matt, before we do, this is all so new for you. You come on in February 
and you're just doing your first couple shows, you're getting the lay of the company, you're seeing what's where and where is what and how things are put together and rolled out. And then very shortly after, you have to deal with an economic crisis like this. Uh, must have been a little stressful. Yeah, I mean, I think he's actually pulled a muscle in his arm, patting himself on the back not too long ago. Earlier today, actually. <laughs> it's been hard on him. I'd like to... It was extremely scary, because you're right. Uh, from a f what the future of the company was going to look like, and from a financial standpoint, especially considering how much money we had just spent on all the shows, shipping product, and knowing, yeah, we'd get that back eventually, next year's shows, uh, that's a lot of money out of pocket. But we made the right moves and pivoted, and uh, there are a lot of people here that uh, put their foot down and said, we just need to make it work, and we did. Well, it's, it's a pretty simple way of putting it. So, does your mind go I mean, into? You get, does your mind go into? No, just generally. Does your mind go into? Okay, how do we move these numbers around and make things work? Or do you start thinking on the creative side as well as to kind of what I just asked Travis? How do you take something as personal and unique as the way SourcePoint does things, like the SourcePoint technique, I guess, and translate it into something different? And you obviously, with you know, knowing there's going to be distribution disruption, do your guys' minds go straight to, okay, online is going to have to be our world. And, you know, we got to come up with things like the auctions and, you know, a, a feeling of uh, personality that we also give on the floor. Somehow we've got to give that through the web and somehow make money out of it, you know? like. So that's the background I come from. And when I first got here, I knew right off the bat that this company... However, it was like SourcePoint was making money through distribution with Diamond and self-distributing through conventions. But you could tell, uh, even though everybody was working hard and road dogging uh, to make the business work that way, that nobody was really, uh, they weren't self-distributing. They, uh, we, we weren't selling anything ourselves on the website. You know, we would put stuff up, but that wasn't how they made their money. So I knew before that happened that part of my job was going to be figuring out how to bring in more income through the website and just self-distribution. And it just turned out that we had to figure that out a lot faster. Okay, so you're already yeah. in that mindset. You just got to kick it into high gear. Yeah, I mean, we had, to, we had literally had some meetings in earlier about like, look, uh, this year we want to try to transition some of our distribution to control more of it. We want to try to drive more direct sales. We, you know, we literally had put up some very, very modest, uh, looking at Matt because he's right there. Uh, we had put up some very modest weekly sales goals that we wanted to try to hit. You know, um, Looking back at those now, it's kind of laughable, though. Yeah, like now I'd be like, what, why even bother trying to make What is that backpacking right there? But we... Uh, you know, we had some very modest goals that we, we were already trying to hit. But what it did is it just forced us to like be like, okay, well, if you want to be in business at the end of March, you better change right now. Right. You know, so we expanded our warehouse space. We got as much of our product into our own hands as we could. And we took what money, because you, you got to keep in mind, right? Like, so we got all these shows and we've, we, we paid for, for all this stuff. I mean, we're out 
six figures, you know, and, right. and money just just out the door. I, I assume it's going to get held over, though, right? Like most, yeah, almost everything, almost okay, everything, good. almost good. almost every, not every, but almost every convention is doing the the right thing by us and right. being like, hey, cool, we're going to reschedule twenty twenty one. You know, we're just going to move all your move it over. sheets over. That's that's the here's right the thing juicy details, yeah. Jay. This is exactly <laughs> how it happened. This is exactly how it happened. We spent about a week, maybe two, of everybody just going, "What are we going to do?" Right? Right. There was one in particular day where there were too many people in the office because we're not supposed to be in the office, anyways. You know, you're right, not supposed right. to have people we're working. Always, we're always traveling. You know. Yeah. Where Travis actually calls and set, or gets on Slack or however we were communicating that day and says, what are you guys all doing at work? There's too many people at work. We can't be doing this. You know, we've been told you can't have that many people in the office. And it comes down and we actually got into a pretty big fight that day about, you know, do we come here and do what we're not supposed to do to survive or do we not? And I think that same night, Nolan and I were in the warehouse looking at all the product that Travis has been telling us to sell forever. And uh, I think we just decided that day, we're going to start moving everything in here and selling it. And this is how we're going to survive through this thing. It was, it really was one day where we just said, we're going to sell all this stuff and this is how we're going to get through. And from that, we learned that this works. We can self-distribute. And it really did change everything about what we're doing now moving forward. It's about as source point a move as you could have made to just, you know, make that sharp right turn into a, a yeah. you know, I'm not, maybe not a crazy, mindset. it's hard to say whether it's risky because, you know, risk is necessary at a time like this when you have no idea what to do or where to go, right? The, the like, other option, the other option is destruction, right? So, mm. you know, when we got, because shortly thereafter, you remember, then, then, I mean, we, we haven't gotten, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about any distributors, but we haven't gotten a distribution check since February, right. you know? Yeah. So, you know, the distributors just started shutting down, you know? Yeah. I mean, Diamond, Diamond's, Stopped. They didn't take delivery of things. Everything done. Yeah. Um, but you know, like we still print. We printed every month anyway to like maintain our deal with our printers. We printed books every single month, right? Just like well, eventually. I didn't like that. No, he bitched incessantly. <laughs> but now that Diamond, I couldn't up, understand we, why we continued to print books when there was no distribution. It makes sense now, Travis. He's a CEO for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Now, but now that they are back up and now they're getting orders again, right now we're like, oh, well, good thing we already got all that shit, right? Like we already paid for everything. Right. So, you know, we kept printing, we kept doing everything as <clears throat> as much as we could. And I mean, it's a, it's a mess, right? I okay. Mean, you, know, you make that move and you're like, okay, we're going to sell all this. We're going to figure out how to distribute it ourselves. What do you do exactly to get the audience there to that spot? Do you just simply put the word out? Do you like, okay, are we gonna we're gonna take all this cash that we were gonna sink into these cons and travel and maybe sink a bunch of it into days, advertising and stuff? It was days or and weeks of Nolan with his face in the keyboard, learning from scratch, 
how to advertise and build this e-commerce system for Oxide Media, which really led to us having an audience, like you say. And uh, he figured it out. He figured it out well. He figured it out fast. And yeah. uh, explain to the people the his here. name's coming up a lot. So explain to the people who Nolan Nasser actually is. Nolan, um, he's here. Nolan. Oh, he's, he's there. He's, he's there. <laughs> ready to go? You got him ready to go? <laughs> Look, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Nolan Nasser, welcome to another weapon, sir. Good to see you guys. Yeah. N three deep water games, whole bunch of stuff going on. I don't on. think you've actually even seen like our office. It's cool. Like, oh, you guys are in the office office. I thought you were at your place. I haven't. Give us a little uh, sneak no, peek well, here. It it looks great. This is as much as I can show you. I don't know if you wow. can see. Like, no, giant, you can. No, you can get a good book. idea of the field. You can see a uh, stand like that. I don't think you've seen that yet. That is fantastic. Anyway. Oh, there's your shield back there. Excellent. Travis is gonna break stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. you know, our CFO bought us these cheap-ass fucking Apple pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true at all. So, arms. from your perspective then, Travis, officially, because there was a lot of talk and there was a lot of back and <laughs> forth and there was a lot of misunderstanding uh, when it came down well, to... I gotta go repair Travis's computer now. Look at this guy. He's on call. Anyway. So, officially, though, like, from you... With all this di- distribution mess and like you know the you know Diamond having to shut down and using other distributors, uh, has it been good or has it been bad? Like like where where's your, where's Source Point stand on this situation as far as has it been a crazy disaster or something we can work with? Uh, we're gonna be. I think we're gonna be okay. I, I think. Um, and maybe not for SourcePoint, but I guess I'm asking more for the industry. How do you think the industry is going to work this out? You guys obviously have just told the story of how it's kind of working. You're going to keep you know, playing with what you're doing as it works. What do you think about the whole industry's effect, you know, being affected um, by this? I, I think it's going to be tough, right? I think, it's gonna, I think we're going to go through a little bit of a painful period. Um, I do think that we have an opportunity for the comic industry to be stronger than it was previously. I think that a huge number of retail store owners have been more creative than they've ever been, work harder than they ever have, uh, done doing business in a different way. And I think that to an extent that was needed anyway. And this whole pandemic just sort of forced some of that stuff to happen. Um, I think that we are, there is gonna be some pain points um, you know, there's a lot of drama going on right now. You've got DC pulling out a diamond and all this <clears throat> rigmarole of who's getting what and different distributors coming up. I think there's going to be a lot of changes, but I, I think once the things sort of settle, I think we'll actually be in a better spot. Yeah, it feels uh, like it's going to be a bit bit of a leveling out of the playing field, to be honest. I think there's going to be a little bit of a leveling out. I think that ultimately we're going to end up in a place where it's just better for the consumer. I think we're going to get to a spot where, you know, some companies that maybe have not um, have felt the pinch to innovate are being going to be forced to innovate and they're going to be forced to just service the industry better. I, well, I feel that, like if anything, Jay, what we did was we, uh, we made it to where everybody's going to need to be, uh, sooner than everybody else will get there <laughs> or wow. most yeah let me read a comment right here 
by uh, a very good friend, amazing artist and super fan, Jason Ward. He says, I think since the change, I've gotten more SPP books than I ever have. So keep up the good work. Um, the cool thing about him saying that, though, is he's a he's a con buyer. He is someone who on you know every occasion has come and went home with something from Source Point. So, um, yeah, let, I just want to go back to like, I really want to, you know, where did the auctions come from? Where, who was like, let's go crazy online. Let's put all our good well, we, pretty faces we, up there and let them shine. Yeah, I mean, we, we literally had, um, you know, it was like, okay, e-commerce is not a strength of ours. What we're good at is hand selling, grinding, one at a time and distribution, you know, traditional book distribution. That's what we're good at. <clears throat> we're not good at e-commerce. That's not our thing. Okay. So no one was like, well, I'm going to get good at it. <clears throat> Great. You got, Oh, you got a week because payroll's coming. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was like, we, we need to be able to make some money. I mean, it was literally a situation of like, Yeah, he's not lying. This, this company was 100% dependent on... Period. That's what it was. Like, and if that's, a, if that's an auction that you put up on Wednesday and some sales and, you know, me, like, calling... Like, this whole time, we've, we've always, like, self-distributed the retailers, but never like we do now. Never. Not, right. you know, never with the, like, you know, with me, like, writing invoices and calling retail, seeing what we can help them get, you know... <clears throat> it was literally like March, especially was really rough. It was very much like <laughs> how much money do we need to have on Friday to make sure that all the bills are going to be paid and nobody has to get laid off. Right. So, cause that was, that was kind of our big thing is, you know, we, we didn't, I didn't want to lay anybody off. You know, I wanted everybody to right. stay employed. Amazing that you didn't have to, uh, sorry, Jason Ward always says again, the free comic week, uh, was the perfect opportunity to get introduced to a lot of books he normally wouldn't have gotten. Yeah, Free Comic Book Week was huge, actually. We, we, I mean, we, we went, so the thing, with, the thing with Free Comic Book Week is that when you think about Free Comic Book Day and like what it's actually for, right? Like what it's actually for is um, new eyeballs on the hobby, right? Like every store will tell you like, oh yeah, it's the most people who come into the store, but most of them never come back again. Great. Yeah, that's true. But some, some do. And it's the number one way you can get some new eyeballs on the hobby. You know, you can grow that market. I've heard total. several shops say it's their biggest day of the year. Oh, yeah. Many, many, many. Yeah. And, and, you know, and when we lose that, especially for a company like us, it's pretty, it's pretty painful, you know. Um, so we wanted to try to do something that would be at least similar. And the way we were looking at it was like, okay, so our e-commerce was really taking off we were doing really well with games and that was starting to kind of like hit pretty well because now we're talking about the first week of may right now we've gotten into april and april things started to really rise and we're like okay shit we're figuring this out this is going to be okay everything's all right we get into may when normally free comic day would be so we decided there were a few different things one we wanted to have something that would try to take some of our game buyers and push them into the comic lane a little bit, you know, and be like, Hey, try this out. You know? Right. Right. Um, um, just one sec, but I, I do need to quickly explain cause it hasn't actually been talked about tons on the show and in Canada as I'm finding. Uh, but for the people who aren't familiar, source point press is now a part of a larger media organization. It's called Oxi media and that conglomerates right. N3 deep water games 
and yeah. Source Point Press. So sorry, continue just so people know yeah. what the hell you're talking about with the games right. and, so and stuff I, like I, that. Yeah. I'm talking about the, all of it, right? Yeah. The whole, yeah. the whole uh, shebang. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was kind of where it started. And then, of course, you know, we, we just needed room. You know, we were packed to the gills. Like at the time, you know, we didn't have even this office that we're sitting in now. We didn't have this. So we, like, what is now 100% warehouse space, we were had warehouse space, we had our desks, we had computers. It was like, it was, it was a mess. Chaos. It right. was chaos. You know, it was just people everywhere doing the best they can to try to just generate some money every single day to keep us going. And then, of course, we also had, like, you know, you can't have more than two people there at a time. You can't do this. You can't do that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we needed space. You know, it was really so simply a matter of like, let's, you know, take some comics that we think are cool, that we have a lot of, and we'll just do them as, as freebies. And we originally we were talking about like, well, maybe we'll get rid of 3,000. And then it was like, maybe, maybe we'll get five. But we ended up doing over 7,000 that's crazy. So, you gave away 7,000 comics. Yeah, so that's it, hardcore. It really, 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 really well. There was a, I mean, just a huge amount of support for it. And, um, and then we did like a thing where we took these packs of graphic novels and we sent them, we put together 200 of them and sent them to 200 different retailers just as like surprise. Uh, okay. That's, that's amazing. I hadn't heard you did that, but I've heard you've done of the many other things that you've done. So you guys, immediately you're like <clears throat> okay we got to stand shoulder to shoulder with the retailers like well you, yeah i mean because what was it the first one of the first things you guys did was donate a certain percentage of something back to the retailers no that was one of yeah, the first promotions yeah, that you we, did was, yeah, was we, with that in mind if, if you ordered something from the website you um <laughs> you put in a comment what your local store was we basically we would donate uh we send them a paypal payment for 25 percent of what right it's amazing so essentially essentially we're like splitting the margin with the retailer it, it's essentially like if you had bought this from the retailer that's a, you know, they, that's what they would make. And that's what we would make. Right. Right. So we did that. Um, we did a few other things and honestly, you know, I, I think it worked out for us because like I said, you know, not every retailer has been able to stay open. Not every retailer has been able to do curbside service or whatever. Um, but the ones who have, I mean, we've, we've never, we've never had as much, you know, uh, it's like amazing. As we right. Do now. Right. And you know um, what? Also, the, I, it works out better for them because you guys really know how to treat them. You know them face to face. You know. Let me just quick say that one of your own creators, Josh Sobeck, he actually made more money from SourcePoint during a pandemic than his regular job last year. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we needed the extra hands. <laughs> yeah, we did need the extra hands. That's true. He came in and helped us out quite a few times. Yeah. Right. In a nutshell, so though, Jay, when was it that we came out for the holiday show? December. Yes. Yeah. I think it was around that time that where we were already talking about the things that needed to change within the business to uh, uh, just kind of get things running more efficient, more effectively, you know, and, and get us on the right trajectory moving forward uh, to grow the company. And that was also being identified more as Oxide Media with the three different brands and what the pandemic did terrible situation but forced us to immediately uh become that better company you know 
in all aspects. Nolan building the new website, learning e-commerce, right, uh, right. Jacob reaching out, developing new relationships, signing new games. Uh, you know what Travis has been doing with uh, distributing SourcePoint Press it's through the other avenues. You just literally put it online. You took it off the floor and you put it online. I got a question. Was there a lot of cross-pollination between the businesses during free comic book week? Uh, yeah, so I actually did the, I mean, it, it was not huge, but it was better than we expected. So, um, about 13% of carts were mixed carts during that week. So of those 7,000 books that went out, about 13% of those included a game or some, there was a, a mixed cart. At some That's excellent. Yeah. So we, we were. I wasn't, I, you know, I, at no point that I ever think it would be as high as 20% because I just not. That's just not how it works. Um, I thought that if we were very lucky, we would get around 10, uh, 13% is where we ended up. So I, I thought that was pretty good. I was pretty happy with. It sounds you know. great. Okay. And, and you know, the, how much did the Daniel Radcliffe thing help? Um, Daniel Radcliffe was interviewed in a magazine and mentioned that he was loving this game he was playing called Welcome To, which is a deep water game. Uh, you know, um, it's so- unfortunate, Jay, because as soon as that Daniel Radcliffe article came out, we a week prior to that had sold out of the game. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah, we didn't actually have copies of the game when that article came out. It was in the New York Times. He did it twice. He did it once in People Magazine and once in the New York he Times. He did it twice? I didn't even know that. So what do you do? Did Were you able to take advantage at all? Like print more, get more, distribute more? Yeah, or were there pre-orders? We actually made him his own little set of cards that have like the address is like nine and three quarters. And like <laughs> I wish I was kidding. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic though. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so like in a weird way, it was... In a weird way, so I, I don't know if you know this, but like his girlfriend is from around here, where we're actually at. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there was a little bit of a connection there. So we were actually able to kind of get a, a hold of them and be like, hey, thanks for mentioning us in the New York Times. That's awesome. Oh, there was you know, connection? And then, we, and then we made like a little set of cards, like specifically for him. We made like, we have a set and he has a set. That's it. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, you got to so, do that, you know. That's a huge thing. So hopefully, uh, you know, we we have to we're going to auction those out for $100,000. Yeah. You want the Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> cards, you know. Anyway, right. uh, so he um what we're hoping is cuz we have plenty more welcome to coming. And, you know, hopefully uh, one of these days we he pops up on Twitter and does like a live stream with him playing the game or something and we get another shot at that. Uh, at that. But it definitely, you know, it definitely raised the profile of that game. But that game was already like. It was already a popular game. It was pretty yeah, much was the flagship as it game. was, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a very, very popular game. Everybody liked it. Um, you know, it sold really well. It got a, you know, it's in Barnes and Noble and major mass market and all that stuff. But it's certainly extremely cool. Extremely cool. So everything, you know, uh, you seem to be riding that wave. Source, source point seems to be, you know, paddling along uh, as rough as it gets or as calm as it gets. Um, I'll put it this way. I, you know, I don't well, we get to see Jay again, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what matters. I can't tell you. I may say it every other day, but I miss my friends. And it's hard because, of course, I've got my wonderful, 
family, you know, of, of comic community dwelling individuals here, but we haven't been seeing each other because Canada shut the fuck down. When a pandemic began, we shut the fuck down. Everybody shut the fuck down. And the prime minister came out and he said, okay, four months, you're shut the fuck down. You're going to get $2,000 a month for four months, but you're shut the fuck down. Stay home and don't go anywhere. So Canada did that and it worked. And, you know, I'm sitting here at a state where it's fun having things slowly reopen and, you know, it, the curve's not really going up. But the way things are going down there in all the various areas, I'm terrified that that border is not going to open for a long time. Well, we're going to get time. you. We're going to get you. <laughs> the last thing Canada will do is open that border. That's, you know, the, the thing will have to be. They, we'll, should, they shouldn't. <laughs> no, they. they However. I, Travis keeps talking about wanting to get a chopper, so yeah, I'm gonna get a helicopter. Yeah, it'll be fine. Very close. You dig a anyway, tunnel or do something. Dig a tunnel, sure. Anyway, now Michigan is still on a downslope. Yes, right? it is. Yes, we're we're still doing pretty good. It's still very closed down here. Things are still going well. People are being very reasonable for the most part. So all of the stuff that you're seeing about the horrific shit was basically all the stuff that like everybody here was saying six weeks ago like, that, ain't, that ain't gonna work out for you guys very good and now lo and behold here they are just as bad as they were on day one so right but we're we're still in pretty okay shape that's what i have been hearing um so really it's us you should be afraid because they don't have any Border patrol between us and Ohio and Indiana. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I I can't see them ever just being like, okay, we're just going to open the border to Michigan, right? Like, that's it's just not going to happen. So, no. you know, and we got so locked down here. But just it's it's crazy that you guys are going through this at a time. Like, I don't want to get into it all, but just that you are going through this at a time when so much other insane, crazy shit is going down. Not all of it crazy. Some of it uh, necessary societal change and evolution, in my opinion. Um, but what a time to be going through that, you know? And we're just up here. You hear a lot of jokes about... crazy bad. It's still happening, and it's all... Yeah. We've it's, never it's been crazy. more just sitting there kind of waiting and watching to see what's going to happen ever before in my life that I can remember. So, you know, I know obviously things will, you know, stores will start opening back up and Fan Expo is planning, even though Fan Expo is, is canceled in August, uh, there's a special they're gonna holiday, they're gonna November, a November event November. and they're billing it as extremely exclusive and it's going to be difficult to get into the flat out saying it because it's going to be very small um, you know, I'm assuming and hoping that Source Point is going to have some involvement there. Um, I talked to him the other day, and I think we are. And that's what's great. As long as, as, it, doesn't, as, long as it doesn't get canceled, and we can get there. Right. So you know, actually, honestly, we could, we could, yeah, we could probably be there even if we can't be there because we can send you. Well, that's what and I'm talking about, right? That's what I was so excited. We were going to go like, like Matt, like we were saying, our next show was going to be Calgary. We dominated in, in Vancouver, had a fantastic time. And then we were about to head out to Calgary, which I hear and have been hearing for years is a great show. And we didn't get to do that. Um, you know, hopefully in the future, I'm assuming we eventually will get to at least they're, they're, you know, talking about things like I went to the beach yesterday. 
and I've been out doing stuff and people have been good. People have been distanced and I'm not too worried about things going crazy here again, but I'm, I miss my friends and I don't know how long it's going to be before I can cross that border again. And I'm worried about Jay Fosgett because, you know, Jay Fosgett, I don't think he's gone eight months without coming into Canada in, in many, many years. I'm worried oh, about his mental state because, you know, we miss him. Has Jay left his house? Jay has left. Jay got a new car. You see that? I did. It's awesome. Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a, a snazzy thing, you know. Oh, look at this. Jason Ward's even. I've had several people volunteer to help out. Um, actually, and that's that's what was so hard. Um, let's talk about Canada a bit because, as we said, we were about to really take a big leap and a big step forward, and there has been new involvement and uh, it, it, you know, exciting things about to happen. And this put things on hold, but, uh, you know, where's Canada stand in the, the, the mind of source point these days, Travis? Uh, where does it stand? Just, just like, like as far as, uh, how often does Canada come up as, you know? Well, I mean, quite a bit. We have, I mean, look how many shows we've missed figure already. Out what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know because the shows are income. The shows have been good, but I'm, I guess income, there's also, uh, you know, some of the shops that are the most supportive of us are our Canadian stores. Right. You know. Okay, um, that's great to hear. So right. That was that was actually something that was somewhat problematic uh, to tie us into the larger world of um, of comic distribution, right? So. We also tend to do really, really well in uh, in Ireland. The shops in Ireland, we, like you know, you can walk into Forbidden Planet and they carry almost our whole line, you know, in Dublin. Right. right? And some of that's because we've been going there for years, um, and some of it's you know for whatever reason, like you know, they, they, we we do really well in the UK. Um, for some reason, we do super well in Massachusetts. We do really well in Michigan, obviously. We do really well in Canada um, in terms of our shop distribution. So. <clears throat> When DC announced they were pulling out of Diamond, which turned really quickly into a pretty acrimonious little breakup, I don't know if you read like the statements. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But, um, and then they they went with two new distributors, which were uh, Lunar and UCS, which everyone immediately figured out was actually Midtown Comics and DCVS, the digital comic book store. So now you're telling all these retailers that you have to buy your books from your direct competitors. And a ton of retailers lost their collective minds about this and were really unhappy. Right. And one thing led to another. But one of the main things was that fairly quickly it was discovered that like, hey, these other two distributors can't distribute outside the US. So you had stores in the UK and stores in Ireland and stores in Canada I mean, I have messages from them being like, hey, I got 30% more space available on my shelves. You know, oh, looks man. like I'm going to have my orders because they're like, I can't get DC. You know, that's what's right. going to happen. I mean, <clears throat> none of this is to say that they won't get that straightened out immediately because this is a major, like, I mean, DC is owned by Time Warner, is owned by AT&T. It's one of the world's largest corporations. They're going to figure out how to get their shit in Canada and Ireland. And oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's going to be a problem that they solve. No question. But, you know, the immediate knee jerk for people was like, oh, well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to try something else. And you've heard me talk about this before, but 
the comic book industry is like very resistant to change, right? It's this great storytelling medium where you can tell, and I believe one of the best storytelling mediums there is, and you can tell, tell stories across a spectrum of experiences, but it is still a very steeped in tra- tradition industry. Right. And it's very difficult to get them to. It's getting blown get all up now, though, man. It's getting torn down. Well, that's, you know? that's kind of what I mean is that some of this chaos, I think, is going to be good because, you know, before. Well, it's going to be great content. for Source Point. Source Point was born of chaos. <laughs> right. Well, that's true. Um, but, you know, it's it, not just us, but other, other small press, other medium sized press, other types Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they're all going to be. Because what, what it did is it, it showed a lot of a lot of retailers um, who were very resistant to the idea of like I, I don't want to use any other distributor you know I just order all my stuff from the one place and it keeps all my shipping as cheap as it could get and all this well all of a sudden they were like well I can't do that but I'm not just going to let my business die right you know? so right pretty soon they're they're ordering direct and then they're discovering like oh that wasn't so hard. And not just for us, for plenty of other companies. And and it isn't a matter of whether they keep doing it or they, they start using Diamond again or whatever. It, what matters is that this whole thing showed the entire industry that, like, hey, man, things can be a little bit different. Like, yeah. It can be different. You can do this. And maybe it'll be a little bit better. Well, look at the and music so, industry, extent, right? I think it needed a little bit of a – I think it, the industry kind of needed a little bit of a shakeup anyway. You know, for the health of it, you know. So hopefully that's what we're seeing here. It reminds me of the music industry moving to digital and streaming, moving away from CDs and, you know, in-store and records and, you know, and and now it's a digital streaming world. And, you know, the entire huge, you know, the music industry, which is a, a lot bigger an industry than the comic book industry, had to do the same kind of thing, right? And now we're kind of having to see comics kind of have to manage with the wave so i'm loving it, 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 it i, I, I kind of like seeing it get all because, tore down uh, you know i don't know you why. look at all these business you look at all these other businesses that throughout this pandemic uh have closed and it's real interesting to see from an outside perspective but being on the inside and seeing you know it would have been really easy even as us with the changes that had to be made to just fold up shop and uh, you judge, you know, we sit around and talk about, you know, diamond shutting down and how all that happened. But you either make the change or, you know, it, it, but it, I can't judge those people. It's real simple to uh, you had to completely change the way you did business to survive. You know, but a lot of people didn't make it through it. It's I don't think it's, anybody at Source crazy ever times, thought that man. that would be a huge consideration, though. You know, maybe for a blink of an eye, but, you know, because you know, no one really knows what's going on in Travis's head or the board's head or anybody's head. But, no, you know, people can have microscopic blips, but I think everybody had complete faith that if anybody could figure this out, it was going to be, you know, Source Point, or we were going to die trying. You know what I mean? Well, I just think it's interesting how many companies we didn't make it through. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least die trying. Don't fold. Yeah, we were going to die trying. Close up shop. You know. I'll put it this way. You know, in March, while I was in Ireland, um, I, it, was, it wasn't it was so bad because my dad my dad went over there with me. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, my oldest son went with me. Oh, great. So, you know, so we ended up just hanging out. And at one point, you know, we're having drinks and hanging out with Daryl and all that. And 
because Ireland closed down like that, like everything. Just, right, right, yeah. Just, just nothing to do, you know. Yeah. We just drove around. Why do you think I've been walking the earth, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, it ended up being a pretty awesome little vacation, you know. To be honest, it was, you know, just driving. Just drove. We just drove all over. Right, right, so right. Do, you know, drive on all over. And I, you know, it's at one point I was like, this will probably be the thing that kills us. This will probably be the end of it. And, you know, but I got back and I thought, well, you know, we gave it, my, you know, I gave it my best shot. You know, I don't feel like I did wrong by anybody. I feel like I, you know, I treated everybody fair. Like, I, but I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to recover from this. There was certainly those talks. So before I get away from what I was trying to explain, on the creative side of Canada and its involvement and future with Source Point Press, how excited are you about the things that are coming, the things that have come? Um, you know, there's, there's crazy stuff happening. Uh, there, there was a fan contest that just happened, uh, the fan art contest with an entry by Paul Limienko, who has worked on Neon Black, one of my favorite, favoritest of uh, Canadian independent comics and you know just just Canada growing as part of the source point community is it uh, is, is it exciting right now because I know good yeah, good no, things are coming a, you know we've got a ton of stuff I mean uh, I mean uh, I, I've got a contract that I'm working on today with a, with a, a fairly prominent Canadian uh, you know independent I'm editing editor. a book currently that you really want done Jay um, yeah, there's, there, well, you know, there's a particular book that I have been a big supporter of since I started this podcast that I believe in it and I really well, believe in the guy doing it, you know, speaking of that, I that actually kind of ties into what I was, uh, that kind of ties into what I was saying is that, you know, up until I wasn't writing any new contracts for anybody, you know, cause I was like, I want to be sure that we're going to be around to honor these, you know, of course, I mean? so, right, right. But in the last two weeks, I've started writing all the new, writing up all the new contracts for the fall and next, next. Spring. Okay, that's very exciting. So I feel pretty confident that we have we have stabilized, we figured out our model and right. how this is going to work going forward, and you know I I feel really good about it. But you know Canada specifically has been really good to us, right? Um, you know some of our highest selling books have been. Uh, well, I mean, Sean Daly, basically. Is, oh, sorry. Hey, Paul Limienko's watching. <laughs> and he says, Ola, thanks for the shout out. No, thanks for your amazing work. That fan art was crazy. But sorry, go on. Yeah, I mean, well, like Sean Daly is probably our, you know, that's our, that's our, our Canadian super. That's our Canada bread and butter. That's our Canadian super weapon, you know, in terms of like sales and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, like there's a, there's a ton of guys. And there's a ton of guys that I'd still want to work with. I mean, it, it kind of sucks because it really slowed things down because we've been in talks with, I mean, you know, Jay, like we've been in talks with Ray. We've been in talks with all these different people. And, yeah, yeah, you know, exciting talks. With, yeah. Like, with guys who are doing amazing stuff, um, you know, uh, Jason Liu, people like this, you know, that are making stuff that I really like and we've talked about doing something together and this and that. And it's just a matter of like, one of the things that does really suck is when you take away the conventions when you take away like people actually physically getting together and talking, having a drink. Bullshit. What I do. This is you killing lose, me. This is killing me. Jay, it's killing you, but without this happening, 
there's more productivity for the future of SourcePoint happening within the last couple months than there would have been had this not happened. Absolutely. And I'm excited so because, because I'm going to source point is going to be stronger than it's ever been. I think there's a, a slight chance that I may get to guinea pig the beginning in a few ways because we are steadily on track for an eventual return to conventions, at least in some way, even to the extent that fan expo is trying to plan this November show in whatever exclusive way they are. I feel like we're going to be able to get back safely get back to some sort of floor presence, maybe a bit before some areas in the States might be starting to do that. Right. Well, I think we're going to be, I don't think we're going to see anything until next year. I, I also think that there's, it isn't even so much a matter of like, okay, the government says you can have gatherings and the companies are going to move forward. I, I think that at this point now you've got a cultural shift you know, with a lot of people's thinking. And I think that it's going to take a couple of years before we get back to the point where we've got 250,000 people in Manhattan. At New York I agree. Oh, you don't think they all want to cram in the convention center right now? Dude, I'll bet you we go, I'll bet you you see people in masks for 10 years. <laughs> like, because people are just like, yeah. I'll oh yeah. That's probably going to be, I don't want to get, I don't want to get the cold either. This has been great. I haven't had a cold in four months. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. like right. normally I have two small kids. They haven't been in school. Like normally I would have been near death sick four or five times over the past several months. I have not yeah. been sick. Yeah. It's all right. Eh? In this entire time. <laughs> that is funny. My kids haven't been sick since this started. Isn't it crazy? Like it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Normally I'm... I would, I would have wanted to die a couple of times. I'd, I'd have norovirus yeah, you know, I'd yeah. be throwing up into a trash can, sitting on a toilet because my kids are awful. But with this, you know, I I just think there's gonna, I think it's gonna take a little bit before we get back to that, the monster. It's gonna take show. a long time, especially for the monsters. But I think I do see coming these exclusive type events where, you know, they're trying something where it's timed. Maybe you can only certain people can only buy tickets for certain times or certain days. And, you know, it's going to take some creative thinking to work this out. But I mean, you know, they just uh, got back to the point we we're in phase two in Ontario here and we just opened the beaches. We just opened patios and that's it. You, the only place you can go inside around here still are stores with a, uh, like a curbside front or walmart or grocery stores that's pretty much it right so everybody is just outside doing everything and it's crazy you guys can't even go, you guys can't even go to tim hortons you can't fun. go inside tim hortons no but you the drive-thrus are open here's a crazy thing though there's so many businesses that i like so much better with with oh me too it's taught I mean, me the I joys of certain goes. online shopping man it's, i hope uh, that, that never goes back that's so much better like Bring yeah. me this. Yeah. Well, I mean, twice since this has opened up here, I've been able to actually go in to lunch and sit down at a bar and eat lunch and have a beer, right? Right. I took that for granted before, and now I really appreciate doing it when I'm there. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you, like, your lifestyle changes that you've made over the past few months in the health, you know, the health. You were there at the beginning. Now, you were there. Would that have even happened had this uh pandemic not hit okay it would have happened because it was already happening but not to this extent 
Um, if you'll remember in February there, when we were in Vancouver, I was already in diet mind. Uh, I was already like just, I don't it was know, a great I think we gorged on a couple pizzas. Oh, we did there. get some pizzas. Um, I think you did a bit more of the gorging, but it was good time. I think somebody else that we were with did that, but. <laughs> um, it, so I was already on that like mindset. I was already in that direction that I say again. Oh, no names. I no think names. Uh, who was out there with us? One of our creators. We had a certain creator out out there with us. Why are we not saying his name? Is something is something? Oh. Was it a secret? Frank was out there. Frank Gogol was out there with us, and I don't oh, remember yeah. if Frank ate all the pizza or not. But he might oh, have. I think we dined well. And uh, Frank well. Gogol, though, congratulations to uh, all that uh, you know hoopla going on with no heroin right now. It's a uh, it's a lot of good buzz happening. Pandemic that in book, itself. Man. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a that was a like for uh, now. Keep in mind, keep in mind that that print, we had the we printed that blind, right? We had no PO based on that. We were just like, all right, our print run for this month is due. Right. Let's print. So we, we printed, for printing it blind, we printed a pretty big number. And I like literally every single one of those is, is spoken for and gone. It's amazing. Because either already gone or spoken for and we just haven't, haven't had something yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, props to Frank. That guy sells his book. <laughs> well, people are good. zeroing in on the, on the unique stuff and he's built himself his own little audience there. So it makes sense. But back to what we were talking about that you were asking there, Matt, is February I was a little depressed. I was a little down and I was trying to get back into the swing of things. I was trying to eat less, eat better. We were about to go on all these Comic-Con runs. And I was trying to focus on all that. Um, so that was kind of my mindset was kind of getting back out there after having taken 2019 off and, you know, getting a lot of things straight and I was ready and raring to go. Then everything shut down. I kept working for a while. Um, and you know, I had a fairly physical job, so it was able to kind of, you know, diet and kind of work hard at that. And I went for, I remember it was, it was a night in March and it was really, really abnormally warm. And I went for a walk with my son, and I don't know why, but we had a great time. And we started walking every night. Well, I, I well, like no, like a, like, a, like a really well, good time. Yeah, you had a good time no, like I, with your kid. No, not know? hanging out with my kid, but just us walking and walking and walking and walking, going nowhere in particular and, you know, for no particular reason, just walking and walking because we walked a, a whole – well, actually, he might have had a scooter, but I walked a bunch. And I kept walking, and all of a sudden – uh, the thing hit and there was nothing to do and nowhere to go. All I was pretty much doing was working eight hours and going home because nobody was going anywhere. So I was bored. So I started to jog up and down the street and, you know, I just, to be honest, I, I wasn't feeling good and I wanted to look better and feel better and, uh, you know, just, just get to a point and uh, feel better about myself. So I was trying to focus on me and then you can see it, man. Well, thanks. Do you I feel better about yourself? I feel great. You know, it's it's really weird. Well, we feel worse. About I feel it. so much worse. I am I am fatter than I was by a lot, probably. <laughs> well, well, here's some I grill things, you amazing you know, food. This is something uh, you know uh, we'll talk about a bit more later because uh, we'll have to wrap 
about those things when things come up. But, you know, a lot of it was that everything I was planning to do was just gone. My whole year was focused on Comic-Cons. I was about to go source, source point hard. I was going to put a lot. I was just going to work on trees and go source point. Happening. And then it slammed. You talked about it a lot. Yeah, it goes away. This year was just, yeah. And I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I start walking and I start hiking and I start moving and that's all I've been doing. So I've been going all around he's Ontario. He's a Canadian forest gump. Yeah, well, I mean, let me tell you, Jay, you are one with the force. I've been going all over. The force is with you. You know, seeing crazy. You don't realize, I bet you the same thing is true as in in Michigan as it is here, but we have the entire, I don't know if you're familiar with the Niagara Escarpment, but running from Niagara Falls, the Niagara Falls, everyone knows, the big horseshoe waterfalls. I've heard of it, yeah. From there, all the way up to an area called Tobermory, which is maybe seven, eight hours north of Niagara Falls is a basically an escarpment from an ancient, uh, you know, uh, ice age lake from, you know, millions of years ago. And it's one of the, it's been, uh, what should we call it? It's been called a world biosphere. It's like a very, very special place to study certain sediments and stuff from, from way back then. Like scientists are always coming to study. So there's a trail. Wait, what's it called? The, Ni- the Niagara escarpment. Yeah. It's the Niagara escarpment. And, He's gonna uh, read four books. I yeah, no, look and, it up, and it's totally crazy. And it's a world biosphere-like site, and you know, and there's also a trail on it. The trail is called the Bruce Trail. So this is a foot trail. Say again. Oh, you're right. Yeah, look at that. Wow, that thing is. It's called. It is a biosphere. The whole thing is a reserve. Yes, the entire thing is a reserve. Now there's a, a trail that runs from one end to the other in Tobermary. It's called the Bruce Trail, and it's a foot trail. You can walk that entire thing. So basically, wow. I've been going around walking sections of it, and while I have been, I've been discovering other conservation areas, other historical sites, and the shit I've seen has been like movie set crazy shit. And I, that's why I can't encourage people enough, and I'm sure Michigan's got those like secret places too of old like war ruins or houses or wherever, and you go out there, and it's just absolutely insane the shit you find. I went to this place called Krieg's Crave or Grieg's Caves. Uh, up north a bit and it's literally it's like giant jurassic park type dinosaur huge caves that you can go inside and you know that stuff's been blowing my mind and it's helped me get straight it helped me get healthy and it's given me actually a lot of cool ideas and i've been writing a lot more and i've been drawing a lot more and i've had some things that have kind of come together out of it that i'm actually excited to maybe you know play with a oh, little wow. you can, uh, there's a part of it where you can see the whole skyline of Hamilton there from the top of the escarpment yeah I, that's where I live right there yeah. I think yeah. that's I think the I point I was your, trying to make Jay is house. Yeah. yeah isn't that isn't that nifty what you've done with your health and is, Listen, is I'm gonna be honest the pandemic though. has been man I don't want to some of the great things that have come out of it oh yeah businesses have changed for the better People have picked yes. up and started doing things that yes. they never would have done. People Relationships have evolved. And going you know? outside. Yeah, and a lot of people have either been like, okay, we're done, get out, or have been able to get past it in some sort of way where they've come out better on the other side. And, I've seen uh, some of our creators start doing, you know, branching off and doing some things that they probably wouldn't have done had this not happened. Oh, absolutely. You know, everybody's bettering their lives in, in certain ways. Yeah, man. And I don't want to get the wrong impression here, though. I did not do this to get healthy. I did not. 
I did not do this to get healthy. I did not do this to get fit. I did this to get hot. Like I wanted to ah. look good. It's the zero reason. I'm not fooling anybody. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, be like, I, I, everybody eat your working. veggies. No, I'm what I, I, you know what I got in my head? I get back to Canada for stop. Right fight there. club. Tyler Durden, Brad Pitt, fight club. I'm not stopping until I get that to there. When I'm ready for fight club and we can't talk about it anymore. Yeah, but right, you're, you're 150 pounds right now. You already passed that. You got to put on 35 pounds of muscle to get back to the Brad Pitt. Part. I just finished first a crazy cardio first. run. I've been doing Cut. more strength training and I hate chicken already, but I'm fresh and full of chicken. So it's good times, right? Full of chicken. That's so my new war cry, man. Fresh and full of chicken. Let's up. go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. What'd you say? I said so. You've cut all the fat, and the next step is to bulk up and get cut. No, no bulk. Ripped. I don't want no bulk. I don't want no. Yeah, but if you're just ripping 140 pounds, yeah, Travis will still smash you then. Travis yeah, will smash me anyways. He'll smash me mentally before I can get a punch thrown. Are you kidding? Oh, I don't even bring it up. Are you kidding? All right, cool. Uh, that's good times. He, sm he smarts me to death on a daily basis. So that's exciting things. Uh, Matt, by the way, I know it's been a while now, but still, again, welcome to the family, and thanks for doing what you've done for everybody and everything, and Travis, and uh, I know it's been great for him. And uh, Travis, of course, thank you for getting everybody through this. You know, thinking of your creators, uh, uh, just, not having I'm to lay thrilled. anybody off. You know, it's I'm just thrilled to still be here, man. Like, I, I honestly like I'm I'm approaching uh, peak happiness. In my, in my oh, life. I was just gonna say, you know, that was the best thing that we've got out of Travis recently is that he said, you know, right now I'm at uh, what you'd call peak happy. Oh. It, it, and it doesn't get any better than that from Travis. See, look what happens when you spend a little time with the family and not live in a hotel. You know what? I think a lot of people were forced out of the con life for a bit, and it did them good. You know, a lot of us were living in, a, in hotels a little it, it too often. And, you yep, know, it definitely did that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, the, I think cons are going to be a different for a little while. I think that the, the, the people that are good at it, I think the promoters that belong are going to survive. Figure it out. Right. Come back and they're going to figure it out. And I think that potentially that whole scene was getting a little bit bloated. And we've uh, been talking about that for much. years. Yeah. We've been talking about yeah, oversaturation and, for years. And it's gotten a little oversaturated. And now I think probably come out the other side of this, you're going to maybe see stronger events overall. I I if Jay goes into uh, doing more freelance work, that's going to free him up to really build out source point North. Do you see the plan turning in my head there, sir? You know, yeah, we just if I can make the same money and work half the time and then I go around selling the comic books and everybody's at I peak think happiness. We're all at peak happiness. If Matt takes that shirt off, then we all achieve peak happiness and everything's good. Oh, it would. You'd achieve peak happiness if you saw this, Tyler Durden. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny because it looks like a shirt that Captain Lou Albano would wear, you know? Oh, I had a couple of last again, but I had to wear it once. No, it's it is pretty cool. I have I'd have to say, um, Travis's hair—that's been an issue in, of contention for a while. So yeah, people don't people either. They don't, they don't I like I went I went there. Hold on, I went there. Look at this. I I man, 
I peaky blinded that shit up right nicely. I was like, I got a chance to get a haircut, yeah, and I was like, into that show, man. You know, I, I literally let my seven year old. He he shaves my mohawk, and I'm not kidding. That's who that's who does it. Is that what you call me? Your seven year old? <laughs> I did it once. All right, uh, editor in chief. Uh, Travis McIntyre, Chief Financial Officer, Matthew Knoll of Source Point Press. Thank you so much, guys. Oxide Media. Yeah, Oxide Media. Um, yeah, no, you know, you got to remind some of us older fools, but this is a comic book podcast in a way, but I guess not officially. I can't say that because I talk. Oh, I know, class. man. I just it's give undefined. them a hard time about it. Hey, let it. me just tell you, you know, it was weird in the beginning. I've told this story a few times, but let me tell it very quickly is when this all started, I didn't know what to do. Because everybody went crazy on Zoom, including Source Point. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of kids were all online interviewing each other. And I was like, what's going on? Now everybody's doing kind of the thing that I did. I don't know what to do. So I kind of took a break for a while and I sat back and I watched the landscape. And as it went on and I saw show after show and some people were having great chats, some people were having fun and doing different things. That's when I realized that my voice was missing from all this. Because there was a lot of real, you know, heavy-handed type interviewing going on. And I was like, how come nobody's shooting the shit anymore? Like, what the hell happened, right? So, uh, you know, that's what we've come back for. And that's why we had that Source Point run that week. We had uh, pretty much uh, the week that you had to miss, unfortunately, uh, due to your evacuation situation. Yeah, we had a big massive flood here. So yeah. I actually had to... I got back from work that day and as soon as I walked in the house, Travis said, pack a bag, we're leaving. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like literally within like we got a I got a text that said like imminent dam failure, evacuate, and then within ten minutes the cops were walking the I street. I wasn't gonna leave, Jay. Everybody's said, gotta go. Gonna Everybody's stay. gotta go. I was gonna stay in the house and uh, be defiant. <laughs> and let them all go. And literally, cop pulls into the driveway and says, wrap it up. <laughs> wow. You know, everybody out. That's hilarious. Um, well, we got you back. Um, but that week was fun. We had, uh, you know, Casey, Dirk, uh, Team Floppy Cop, uh, Garrett, and Ben Goldsmith. Um, we put together a heavy hitter lineup. And uh, actually, those videos are all ready to go. And I am going to either tonight or tomorrow be downloading those or, sorry, uploading those to an Elegant Weapons YouTube channel, uh, which I use hardly too much. But, yeah, so uh, – Andrew Hahn. Hey, what's up, Shay? Welcome to the party as I'm about to. I do like it. It's fun. It's cool. Uh, I got a better camera, so now I enjoy it more because my old camera just made it, you know, kind of miserable and pathetic. Uh, But I have enjoyed the ease of it, the the behind the scenes stuff, like the way to record because you have to pay to go live on Facebook and record and do certain things. You have to get the premium. Um, I definitely, it's like 20 bucks a month Canadian. Uh, I find it so worth it because I've had so much fun. And because I've been using it for other stuff too, beyond the show, right? Like I have an appointment on it tomorrow, right? So uh, on the podcast alone, we couldn't see all those wonderful, elegant weapons behind you. Do you like those ones? Yeah, those are a few of the babies up there. Yeah. Yeah, and see now everybody on Zoom gets to see those. Well, two things I'm going to do. I want to do a little bit of a – I'm going to have to figure out how to do this where I can do a little virtual tour of the Smoking Pod studio. And also, I still – I got a shipment for Toronto Comic-Con in March uh, that Devin sent me that I – and then immediately got canceled. I have not yet even opened the boxes. 
because I've had no real reason to, you know, disturb them when they're all nicely packaged and ready for the next show. But I'm thinking at this point, we might have to get creative with what we do with them. So I was going to maybe... Hey, we pulled all our product back from all our distributors. You yeah. should have been your, that your back, distributors, buddy. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I wonder so what's in there. Well, that's why I think we might do a little SourcePoint North Warehouse an unboxing, unboxing video and see what's this actually... This is what they were hoping to sell at Toronto Comic-Con. Yeah, well, I bet it's a know. ton of M3 mats. Well, there's a lot of there. There's I think there's a yeah. We I got a bunch of mats and uh, but yeah, I got some games. Let's sell, sell those mats. Well, now the places are starting to open that. up that I can. We're gonna. In try. the words of Travis McIntyre, work harder. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand, but like yeah. well, I just walked. I just walked. I didn't have shit to do, so I just went for a walk. <laughs> Nothing was open here. We were completely shut down. Had nowhere oh, to could. go. Hence, you could have knocked on people's doors, be like, "Hey, <laughs> I doored it." You Actually, you know what? No, you weren't. You weren't allowed to. I was. I got in trouble. <laughs> I got Justin in trouble. Trudeau, I was Justin Trudeau's out there. He's like, "I don't want to see any of you motherfuckers out there knocking on anybody's no. doors." For business, even the mail and shit, you they w- would have to leave it. But uh, I was doing tree work, right? And there were certain times that I would have to ask people to move a car, and I had to stop doing that because I would have had to knock on drop the door a tree on the car. Then they'll know. They'll Either way, like, just making a point. Don't hey, hey because of this pandemic, I was also able to see you in a different hat, and I don't think that would have happened had you not been out walking during this pandemic. Do you mean my new hat that I got, my Indiana? Yeah, hat? I, I can't it's even fantastic. believe I went there. I can't even believe I went there. Let me see it. What do you mean? It's great. You want to see it? Okay. I, I think you should grab, wear it more often, man. It looks Where's good. Where's this new hat? I didn't know. He always wears like one of those flat flat caps. No, this hat's fantastic. Like uh, Irish douche hats. Like you wear. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at this guy. Wow. That's my hiking yeah. hat. <laughs> it's leather, though. It's not like a cloth fedora. Like No, that's, the, that's a great hat to be hiking and not close to elementary schools or any of that stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> Out in the woods, far away. Smoking. It's so good. That's all I'm going to do. Um, no, but things. Hey, there's Carlos Camara. Speaking of comic shops, Carlos, I'm coming and bringing a whole bunch of crap, and I'm going to sell it out of your shop. And Travis at Gotham Central Comics uh, and Collectibles, Mississauga, they're open. You can go there and buy oh, yeah? all their shit. So go there, people. Please buy all of their shit. I will bring Source Point shit. We can sell it there. He just built a new set, too. For doing his own oh, right. online activities, and we've been talking Travis about Travis was me. just saying you should be running cons up there from the open comic shops. That well, that's what me and Carlos have been talking about is going and doing some live shows from his show. So, Carlos, uh, I hope you just heard everything that was discussed about. I will be in touch with you shortly. Uh, we'll have, and we've talked in the past about doing like source point days and stuff. So it could be fun. Hey, there's Casey Pierce. Uh, all these people love you too, Casey. Um, yeah, so we can do that. Carlos is a big supporter. I just took a, a shot when I was there the other day, and he had a bunch of uh, new titles. Uh, he had some Monstrous on there, and he had uh, some, uh, what is it, Fuhrer and the Tramp? Or Tramp and Lady, Fuhrer, Lady. Fuhrer and the Tramp, yeah. Mess up that one and stuff. Those, he had a good five or six titles on the uh, shelves, people. So go over to uh, Gotham Central and get your Source Point Press comic books, or you can call me, send me a message. But I will do that in the next couple of days then. We're going to do an unboxing video, and we'll see what I got. And I uh, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see people. I'll bring these comic books to you people. 
Um, it's good times indeed. Uh, but yeah, gonna wrap it up, or we're gonna ramble all night long. So I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna go back in today's specials mode. So on to those. Oh, so much oh, more comfortable. Indiana Jones. Um, Travis, Matt, thank you so much. Thanks, man. I don't touch nothing, Doctor Jones. <laughs> Kids, that's all we're going to have this week on the Facebook on an elegant weapon. That good ace.